Welcome into Hometown Threads, episode 32 here on 14 WILI and 95.3 FM and Willimantic Today Facebook. Of course, brought to you by Liberty Bank. Be community kind. Big thanks to our sponsor, Liberty Bank, with three great local locations, uh, West Main Street, Willimantic, Gateway Commons, uh, right across the street from the station, 679 Main Street, Willimantic, and Route 195 in Mansfield. Liberty Bank, be community kind. Uh, J. Matt Rupar, if you wouldn't mind, say hello to the fine folks. Hello. <laughs> Keith C. with Bill C. We'll get to our special guest in just a sec here for episode 32. Just a reminder, Hometown Threads airs on the radio every Tuesday, 5.05 to 5.30 on 14 WILI and 95.3 FM. You can also look for it on the WILI YouTube page, uploaded by our fine producer, J. Matt Rupar. And then uh, I usually share it on my personal Keith C. Rice Facebook page, and then we put it up on Willimantic today, Wednesday, and it runs through the week, pinned atop their page. So here we go, episode 32, Hometown Threads, and it's a pleasure to bring in Bill Carell, and, uh, who has so many ties to the community. Uh, first things first, though. Yeah, I want to talk. I want to ask about the beard. Oh, sure. Because I've seen Bill a lot recently. When did you start growing that that legendary beard? Well, I started growing the beard when my daughter, my older or younger daughter, was four years old, Becky, and she asked me to grow a beard, and so I did for about a year or so. It got out to about an inch long, and then it stopped growing. So I shaved it off and everything, and then. About three years ago, beginning of COVID, she said, Dad, why, you got nobody to impress. Why don't you just go ahead and start growing a beard? It's like a COVID beard. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it still is a COVID beard. So how that came to be was how it came to be long was I was trimming it. And I noticed I was cutting off a half an inch every two weeks or so. And I said, this is nonsense. Let's see what happens if I don't trim it. So the next thing I know, it's kind of out to here. Then it's out to here. Then it's out to here. And I've trimmed three inches inches off three times so it would be down a Get little bit out, further really? I, I don't know what happened but sometime after 50 or 60 I, I got this superpower in terms of producing hair on my chin so <laughs> Now, do you own a guitar, and can you sing She's Got Legs? Are you kidding me? Do I own a guitar, Keith? We can. We should talk, and you can ask my, my good friend Chris Terracone about my guitars. Chris Terracone! Absolutely. Yes, we have so many connections. How's he doing, by the way? He's doing great. I don't see him very often because he's down in Florida right now. He's in Florida. Yeah, wow. but we comment on each other's Instagram pages, and definitely... Uh, He's playing guitar again now, too. So shout out to you, Chris. Uh, yeah, boy, Chris Terracone. That's a name from the past. Yes, it is. So, uh, but you can sing. She's got legs. Are you a ZZ Top fan? She got legs. Are you a ZZ Top fan? She though? knows how to use them. Because... <laughs> She but, never begs. Matt, is that, yeah. is that a season? No, I, I can't sing. That would be up to you right. to tell me, okay? Is that, I mean, is that, I'm sorry, I keep, I'm on the beard here, but uh, is that as long as Easy Top? They probably, go, probably go longer, right? All right. It might be a little longer than Dusty Hill. Oh. Uh, okay. God rest his soul, yeah. but it's not anywhere into the into the Billy Gibbs uh, realm yet. I, if I hadn't cut it, some some of the hairs would be that long, but it's kind of scraggly now. Yo, no, I think you. it looks great. Yeah. Thank you. And I just saw Bill last week. Uh, he was in here recording a spot for Holy Family Home and Shelter with uh, Ryan Fitzgibbons. That's correct. And, uh, you know, why don't we, uh, I know there's a lot uh, I want to learn. As long as I've known Bill, and that's a great thing about Hometown Threads, I may know a lot of you know these guests for, for many years, 
but I, just when you think you know somebody, you really don't. You've yeah. got a ton of stories. But first, let's talk about this coming Friday, uh, the Rotary Golf Tournament, August 4th, over at the Wyndham Golf Course. Tell us a little about that. All right. So the short version is is uh, we've got a golf golf tournament that's going to be, it's our second one that we, we, we've done. It'll be 11 o'clock at the Wyndham Golf Club. And we've got somewhere around 104 golfers signed up for it right now. I'll be part of that. Absolutely. Me too. And we've got some great sponsors and all the rest of it. It'll be a wonderful time. We will have a raffle. We'll have lots of prizes for stuff that's happening out on the course and good food. Hot dogs, hamburgers oh. on the course, and then a sit-down meal afterwards. Really? $150 a golfer. However, you're going to get a lot more value than that from the day, and you'll be able to have a ball with all your friends. Now, people that are listening to this right here on WILI, is there st- still time to get in on this, and how will they go about doing it? Yeah, they absolutely can get on, in on this. I'm going to give you my cell phone number now, which I don't normally give out unless I know you, and I, if you're on Facebook, you know my cell phone number. 860-428-9541. I will get you to the right people, so if you want to play, we'd love to have you. 860, this is off of memory now. I used to, my parents used to call me a directory, 860-428-9541. That's correct, 860-428-9541. There we go. Well played. So, <laughs> thank you. So that's this Friday, August 4th. And, oh, we should mention, because we're looking at the forecast, rain is in the forecast. And if there's rain, there's a rain date for the following Friday, August 11th. Correct. Right? Everything stays the same. It just shifts seven days, and we're still going to have a ball. I wish we get a day like today, but we'll keep our fingers crossed. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Now, Bill Carell, tell us about how it all started for you. You're not originally from the Willimantic area. You're from Ledger. Is it? By the way, I went to school in that area. Is it Ledger or Ledger? Ledger. So you would know. You're from, so it's Ledger. It's not Ledger. No. Wow. L E D Y A R D, and it's named for a, a Colonel William Led- Ledyard, who actually was run through by a Brit. Uh, you know where the where the Trumbull Memorial is. You know down yeah. down in in uh, in Groton, yep. right on the water. Sure. That's where he surrendered, and then the Brit ran him through. So they named the town after him. I guess if you die uh, a, a war hero in those days, uh, something got named after you. And it was a great place to grow up. When we first moved there in 1963, I think was about 2,000 people there, probably about the size of Chaplin 10, 12 years ago. And, um, you know, I went to school at the University of Colorado. I did not go to class my first year, so there wasn't a lot of book learning that got into my head. But I did learn a lot about golf, uh, beer, and and women. Don't, and I, don't we all? We to come. <laughs> so telling you the truth, my dad, uh, you know, uh, funded that whole whole venture for the first year. And I I'm a, I firm, firmly believe that those things that happen in your life are for a reason. And so I came home. I went to work at EB for a year. I went to a dorm party with some friends from high school. Met my wife there and fell. in Colorado. No, this oh, is at oh, UConn. Came back. Came back. Yeah. Yeah, I had to come back from Colorado in order to meet my wife and have my two girls and then have my two two grandsons. So that one year in Colorado, you were a Buffalo. I was. That's weird. We were just talking about Colorado uh, before the show because if UConn possibly going to the Big 12 in Colorado and all that, little did I know, I'd find out that Bill went to the University of Colorado. So you come back after that year, you meet your wife, you have your girls, yep. and you're in Ledyard. Yep. See, it's weird because does that bug you when people say Ledyard? Don't even care. Wow, okay. It would bug me. But anyway, so are you still in Ledyard at this point? Uh, no, I've been living on Walnut Street. No, 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 no. I mean, when you oh, when you came back, 
Yeah. What, oh, you mean go back into my story and yeah, I'm still yeah. in love? Yeah, I am. I was driving 45 minutes each way to get to the, uh, her, her dormitory. Uh, by her, I mean uh, my, my, my beautiful, gorgeous wife that I had a dream about when I was 12 years old. This is all documented. I've published stories about it. So I went to this dorm party. I immediately recognized and knew her. And then by 5 o'clock in the morning, I told her I'm going to marry you. And uh, that was 1974. October, October 19th, 1974. We got to go to lunch sometime because this is, this is going to go way past twenty five minutes. All these stories. This is just the first story. Yeah, you can cherry so, pick, you know, or, or, or at a later date. But yeah, God. there's a lot of good thing, things that have gone on. Okay, so what year did you marry your wife again? Seventy six. We lived together for a year and a half while she completed her college education. I went for another semester, and then I went to work at Brand Rex on third shift uh, to make enough money so that we could, you know, really survive in those days. We lived on Pearl Street. Interesting story. Coming up from Ledyard to Willimantic, um, there were all these stories about, you know, unemployed people and, you know, Hispanics and all the rest of that. And so I moved into, uh, you know, Pearl Street, and there were all these people, and I would see them out on their stoops uh, drinking beer at nine o'clock in the morning. And so that really reinforce the stereotype, right? Stick with me here. There's a good punchline. So I go to work at Brand Rex, working third shift. All my guys on my on my street are working with me. Third shift. They come home. When's their evening? Nine o'clock in the sure. morning. So when did I start drinking beer? Nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so you, get, you can forget all the stereotypes. They don't mean anything in this town. It's just been a great, great place to, to live and raise my children. Wow. So, okay. So how many years are you at Brand Rex? Um, I was at Brand Rex probably about two, and then I went to Rogers Corporation yeah. for five. Okay, Rogers, yeah. And then I moved on from there, and I worked for about three or four different major corporations um, and got into materials management, production inventory control, you know, senior management kind of thing with, uh, you know, 60 degree, 60 uh, uh you know, 60 credits of college. I just, you know, got into situations, found a mentor, and they, they dragged me along. So the next thing I know, it's time for me to start my business. And this is where I met Chris Terracone. And what year is this? So uh, 1989, I leave automatic business products, and I start Corel Enterprises, and I'm doing consulting with, with different businesses, including automatic business products. This is in Willimantic? Yes. They're over on Tucky Road. So um, I met up with a high school chum. We decided to go into business together, and we incorporated a sub-S corporation, uh, Progressive Data Systems Incorporated. And that was 1989, and we started the company, and the founding date is February 19th, 1990. Seven years later, I met Chris Terracone. Seven years later. Yeah, I was looking for a technical guy, and he was, you know, you know, a sponge, sure. very smart, all the rest of that. Had a hard time speaking, you know, in public. I mean, like even at staff meetings and that sort of thing. When we turned him loose, he had been training people at all of our clients. He was he was just a rock star. Well, I have a little uh, connection with Terracone too, because he grew up with, as you know, my brother Chris and they, Chris and Chris. They were pretty good friends. I think they probably still stay in touch. I'll probably have to ask him about that later. But uh, Chris, my brother, was employed by you, and I'm sure was he recruited by Terracone? Or um, you know, the interesting part of it is T Chris Terracone may have been in that somewhere, but we had reached out to the tech school. Okay. And of course, I knew all of the Rice family over here: Michael, your dad, uh, Robin, you know, the whole nine yards, and your mom. And so somebody said, you know, you ought to take a look at this guy. So I, the first year, I think I had the uh, first summer, I had three kids from uh, from when, tech. All when, of them were great. 
right. When I'm talking. The only one who asked to come back again was Chris Rice. Really? Yeah. Wow. So uh, now how long did uh, my brother work work for you? At okay. PBS? Now you're asking me stuff that requires memory uh, cells. I'm going to make something <laughs> we, we up can, here. We can go on to the next story. If it you want. seems <laughs> like it might have been three summers, but okay. uh, he was he was a breath of fresh air. I remember his email address was uh, PDS. Yeah. And that's why I knew the whole Bill Carell correct. Probably uh, Chris R at, uh, at, yes. at, oh, yeah. at PDS2K.com. So how many years did you do the PDS thing? Now? I'm still doing the PDS oh, thing. Oh, that's right. You're still doing that. This is my 34th year. 34 years doing the, wow how about that I never stick with anything so okay <laughs> so along with doing that you're doing you have your hands in so many so many other things like what so um, these days a lot less than I used to but I used to be very interested in making this town great and bringing together all of the disparate nationalities and you know financial economic uh, strata and all the rest of that so I, I i kind of worked with some folks and 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 you know got to get some leadership skills with the downtown revitalization task force i was on the economic development uh, committee all through the 90s uh, also worked uh, at the state and local level for the neighborhood revitalization zone worked with a man named nick carbone uh, who put that original uh, language together that was passed by the state uh, to 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 allow us to do this and the idea was to do uh, do away with nonsense types ordin ordinances that would like you used to be able to you know you had to remove all the lead on a building all the lead around, you know, glass, that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, there was that. I also was asked by uh, by by Mark, excuse me, by Mark. Uh, Mike Paulus uh, to co-chair uh, the, the the Blue Ribbon Task Force on Substance Abuse, and we had almost everybody that you can think of in town, from the universities uh, to the uh, you know the, the the social service agencies, the caregivers for addiction services, et cetera, et cetera. It was wonderful in terms of bringing people together. Bill Carell is with us, episode thirty-two of Hometown Threads on fourteen WILI ninety-five point three FM and Willimantic Today Facebook. Brought to you by Liberty Bank B Community. Con uh, by the way, Bill Carell is a tremendous follow on Facebook. A little shameless plug for you. If you like to eat, Bill, uh, I, I'm telling you right now, and I know we have our own very, very own food critic on Mondays, Ruth. She does a phenomenal job. But uh, Bill's Facebook page <laughs> makes me hungry every time I see it. I get that you, a you're lot. You're at it like the other day you were at that breakfast place. Uh, let's see, you go to, I've seen your Asian bistro posts. Sure. So not to jump off, well, that's my next question. What what uh, what gave you the idea to, to, to post every time you go out and um, and then the wonderful dishes and so on and so forth? Well, I I'm I'm not afraid of using myself to promote the, my friends and all the business owners that I know, especially the restaurants. They become my friends. And I, Keith, it seems like I go out an awful lot, but. I, not as much as I used to, and I post my own cooking as well. In 2008, my wife had a gallbladder surgery, wow. left her. She couldn't eat, you know, spices. She couldn't eat fatty foods. That's my uh, that's my strike zone, okay. And so I've been cooking my own meals for that whole period of time. And so when I make something, I take somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour to prepare it, and I love showing it off afterwards. I like doing, you know, getting it going. I love showing it off, and I also like eating it. Wow, phenomenal job because if I win the, uh, well, it's over billion dollars, uh, the mega billions, well, it's mega billions jackpot. If I win that tonight, I'm going to be going out as much as Bill. 
Um, <laughs> I'll cook for you. You can hire me full time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Every time I know you, know, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like you. It seems like you go out a lot. I'm like, oh my god, here's another food post from Bill. But yeah, phenomenal. He, he does a great job. I can't say it enough. Great follow because he he makes sure he introduces who the server server is. Yeah, and you, you tie. It's a really nice little community tie-in you do there. So. Yeah, I like to give a plug both for you and also for Bruce John. I think both of you are tremendously good for the community. Oh, thank you. You post all the time. It's always very positive things. I know that you are a very great Christian, as am I. Uh, I don't mean I'm a great Christian in, in terms of performance, but I know you know where my compass is pointing. And Bruce is out there all the time with levity and also you know with with music. He is yeah. the music man in oh, my yeah. book. Oh yeah, his and memes are phenomenal too. Th they are. They're F very, I've stolen a few of Bruce's memes. I'm not afraid to admit. <laughs> I live off of Bruce's memes. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're, we're talking with Bill Carell here. Uh, along with doing the PDS thing, still to this day, uh, what, what else keeps you busy? What's your connection with the Holy Family Home and Shelter, which is now HFHS? What's your connection there? Quick story. I got called in by one of the volunteers over there, and I was asked whether or not I still did telephone systems, which I do. And they're all Internet-based these days, voice over IP. And uh, so I set them up with a whole new phone system, and, you know, it runs on the, on the Internet. And while I was there, I kind of got to be friends with Ryan very quickly and he okay. started asking me questions about business and what would you do about this and what would you do about that that was about 16 months ago yeah. and so um, he just asked me if I would help him if I would be a resource for him in terms of mentoring and also help um, put together a plan for formalizing a very informal organization at that time and that's what we've been doing for the last 16 months so I've been doing a combination of things in terms of helping with fundraising grant writing um, more or less just being a sounding board if there's issues that he thinks uh, that that are pressing for him and for the organization Organization. And, you know, in addition to that, kind of being an ombudsman for the, the you know, for that effort, it's a great charity. Yeah. Uh, as you well know, it's, uh, you know, started by the Catholic Church. Catholic Church does not have the funding that they used to. And we are in the middle of a campaign to raise money here through the month of August. And anybody that wants to make a donation, you can actually uh, mail it to 88 Jackson Street, uh, Holy Family Home and Shelter, or HFA. S, and that's 88 Jackson Street, Willimantic 06226. That you can hear Bill's ad with Ryan. Uh, they just voiced it last week. It's going to be running right through, I believe, August 19th or uh, through the month of August. And um, phenomenal job of that. And yeah, we should. Uh, I'm glad you were able to get that in there as well. It's a, it's a very important. That, in fact, my connection to HFHS being uh, with the uh, connected with the Knights of Columbus here in Willimantic right. Council 14. Whenever we do our uh, uh, monthly breakfast, if we have some leftovers, I run it right over to the fine folks over there at Holy Family Home and Shelter. So. Um, what do you find yourself doing on a, on a day? You got so much going on. So, what do you do? Uh, uh, well, actually, want to get to the Wayne Norman connection as well. Sure. Because I know you got, he's got story after story. A quick, give us a quick um, rundown of the nine to five day for Bill Carell. So. Like most days, uh, this morning I, I rolled out of bed automatically. I wake up at 5 a.m. every every morning. Um, I either choose to roll back over and go to sleep for an hour, or I get up uh, if my wife is working because she's a postal worker, and we'll get up and go downstairs and spend a half hour together before she starts her routine. 
while I'm doing that, I spend a lot of time, you know, really appreciating the, the quiet of the morning. I do a lot of uh, self-development work. Uh, and I do a lot of uh, looking at things that I can do. I also have two podcasts. I have one that's called Lighting the Candle, A World That Works. And that is one is about empowerment. This is about how people uh, can generate empowerment in their, their lives when they're stuck. You know, something doesn't seem to be working or nothing seems to be working. And you still have to keep going. So yeah. that's what that one is. We're up to, and we've been doing that for two full years, and we're up to like... Uh, 150 episodes. And then I have another one, which I really love. This is my passion, learning about other people in their own words. It's called Simple Questions for 100 People. And the neat part of that is, is all 100 people, I'm, I'm up to like 25 or 26 right now, will be asked the same 13 questions. That's great. And they are very innocuous. They do not have anything <laughs> to do with politics, sex, religion, or money, okay? They are about like, here, I'll give you a couple of examples. For example, one is when you were five years old who did you want to grow up to be and why so another wow. one wow. another one would be you know uh, what do you want to do and what do you want to leave behind before you pass on to the next life yeah, you, I think you sent me uh, a list of questions. Exactly. And it really had me thinking I looked at it going wow I gotta think about this <laughs> no it's, it's, it's great it's great work um, to stop and interrupt the noise because we are bombarded all day long by social media, by advertising, by news. You know, some call it not authentic and not real, and some call it like this is the Bible and you got to believe what comes out of the New York Times, et cetera, et cetera. This is an opportunity to stop and think about why are you here? You know, what's, what's your place in the universe and what's your unique contribution? And a little plug for your podcast. Where can they check both your podcasts out? Uh, we're on 17 different uh, platforms, but if you look up on Spotify, I did this yesterday, so I know this one's easy to find. Lighting the candle, a world that works, you will find it. Okay. And simple questions for 100 people, you will find it. Excellent. Now, I know we're running out of time here, and we could have went way, way past an hour with this show. Unfortunately, it's only a 25-minute show. Uh, the Wayne Norman connection that you were starting to tell me before the show, tell us a little about that. And, uh, well, I'll let you go. I was going to give it a little... Uh what do we got? Three. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's here's the deal. Wayne and I have been friends uh, since I first started advertising with WILI back in say 1992 or 1993, and um, I was on his show several times. And then when I got involved with the Downtown Revitalization Task Force, there were pictures that were taken of me and posted on the front page of the Chronicle uh, at the Capitol Theater with all kinds of uh, of old. Uh, you know, appliances up on the stage. And I got a, a, an email, funny enough, from a man named Charlie Barrett. And Charlie was, uh, his dad was the manager of the uh, Stuart Warner Capitol Theater. And he was raised here in, uh, in Willimantic up on the hill section. And so as time went on, we stayed in touch. He got involved with Wayne. We had lots of conversations on different things. He came here and was on a couple of different uh, programs with uh, Tom Beardsley and me, and then Wayne asked him if he knew anything about anybody at CBS these days, because that's where Dave Letterman, Letterman was. Letterman was at CBS, yeah. So we'll cut right to the chase. Dave and I get these backstage green room passes to the Dave Letterman show, and okay. we are as excited as we can be. We get there. The show goes on. 
we don't see anybody, but we've got our own stock of, of, of sodas and maybe a couple of beers and fruit and stuff like that. And this is recorded in the afternoon, right? Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then it gets to the uplink around 5 o'clock. So Dave's supposed to have three guests on. He only gets as far as Julia Roberts. The whole show is Julia Roberts. And we're sitting in there, and all of a sudden, the play, the, you know, okay, that's a wrap. And nothing. And we're waiting. And I look at him, and I say, I think they all left. So what we did, I said, come on with me. Let's go see if we can find somebody. So we went out. We took a left. Where are we? We're on the stage of the Ed Sullivan studio. Dave's desk is there. It's covered with red mylar on the floor. So we took turns sitting behind Dave's desk taking pictures of each other. Oh, my God. We walked out this. Talk about taking. No cell phones back in those days. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, we didn't have those. But but we walked out, went across the street, I think, to whatever it is, 53rd Street uh, Theater where Miss Saigon was playing. We walked in. Seven dollars a piece, or something really silly like that. Orchestra seats on the aisle, and we watched it like from here you, to that wall. Are you kidding me? No, we were just wow. living right, you know. Wow, we could go on and on, and uh, we'll definitely have to get you back in here another time. But if we go any longer, we're going to be running into the show that you were just on a couple weeks ago, the neighborhood with Ernie and Anita, <laughs> and he probably will be on with Wayne again sometime soon. Bill Carell has been with us uh, before. Let's. Uh, I always have to ask my guests. Sorry, Matt, but I got to get this in here. Any uh, closing thoughts as we wrap up this uh, episode thirty-two of Hometown Threads? Yeah, um, I will, I'll tell you this. Don't believe anything that you hear about this community that's negative because it's up to you and me to generate nothing but positivity around here. And there are people that will complain all day long and let them, but keep applying yourself to having a great life. It's been great. Uh, it's been great getting to know this man a little bit more, even though I've known him all these years. And I'm, I'm serious about that lunch. We got to go to lunch. And you can even put it on Facebook if you 100%. want. 100%. <laughs> uh, Bill, uh, oh, one more thing. Friday, August 4th, the Rotary Golf Tournament. Uh, it will help out numerous organizations in the community. That's uh, this Friday. And how do they get the tickets? Or want to be in a. 860 428 9541. Four two eight nine five four one. All right. Thank you, Bill Carell. Thank you, J. Matt Rupar. Liberty Bank, be community kind. That'll wrap things up for episode 32. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And the words of the great Roddy McCumber. Bye for now, folks. Bye for now.